John chapter 7 verse 38. He that believeth on me. As the scripture hath said. Out of his belly. Shall flow rivers. Of living water. Share this with the person beside you. And then just be seated. Tell them there's another wave coming. All right, all right, you can be seated. There's another wave. <laughs> There's, another wave. There's another wave coming. I am uh, enamored and enthused and intrigued. When it comes to Pentecostal apostolic uh, history, church history, period, uh, all the different streams. I was telling uh, Pastor Foreman, uh, actually, late last night before I retired to my home to prepare to come here, I went by the, the homegoing service of uh, Sweet Daddy Bailey. I did. Uh, I mean, no matter what we say about their tenets of faith or lack thereof, I had uh, teaching on these subjects. You know, for years, uh, it's different than being in the environment. And, and if you really want to learn a culture or a language, the best way to do it is to be in it, right? And... Um, the challenge with someone like me who studied the past and get enamored by it is that then we have a desire to duplicate it. Now, some of you are sitting in this room and you say, listen, I don't study movements. I don't study denominations or church history. But all of us in this room struggle with the balance of appreciating the past and romanticizing the past. Really? We really do. We all do. We, we all struggle with it because we all at times desire the moments of our lives where things were simpler. You know? And it, it always looked like it was easier then because you're looking at it in retrospect. I mean, you had moments then, but looking back at it, you know how the story plays out. Right. There's a writer in the office that writes for the office and he wrote this powerful line. He says, I wish there was a way that we could know we were in the good old days while we we're in them. You know. Because if you let some of us talk, the greatest of moments and anything that would be good is all behind us. Right? You know, when we look in the in the past, there are some people that were living that are no longer living. We romanticize. It's it's in our DNA. It's it's how we're made up. Children of Israel are in bondage for 400 years. And then they have a wilderness experience and they start talking about how good it was in Egypt. 
you've been crying, God, get me out of this. God, bring you out. And now you're talking about how good the food was. When you forgot that the only reason why they were feeding you is because they were binding you. That's how it happens. We'll pray for a job and get the job, but then in three weeks we're complaining about it. We'll leave one church and come to a new church, and then we start comparing. See, the church, I'm sorry, y'all, but the church I came from, we, uh, all right, hold on now. You're not there anymore. There's somebody in this room, they may be struggling between where they were and where they are now. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you're not there anymore. And the truth is, the truth is, God had to miraculously cause them to cross. And the way he caused them to cross, he shut the door behind them. Because pressure and temptation will make you engage something that God delivered you from. Mm. Mm. I need you to look at somebody to the left of you or to the right of you and tell them God closed the door. Because if God hadn't closed the door, some of us would have been right back. He knew. He knew my potential. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God closed the door. See, some of y'all mad at people, but it was really God. God let them break up with you because you didn't have enough wisdom to break up with them. God let people and things turn against you. If they would have never fired you, you would have never started your own business. If they had never rejected you, you would have never found your place of promise. I want to give you 10 seconds and only 10 seconds. Praise God for the doors he shut. Praise him. No, no. We always shout for open doors, but you need to every once in a while shout for closed doors doors the doors i didn't have the strength to close hey the people i didn't have the strength to let go god let them walk i need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor don't fall in love with your past come on tell them it was what it was hallelujah Hallelujah. Come on. It was what it was. I honor what is good about it. I'm thankful for what it taught me, but I'm not going back. See, some of y'all ain't got tight on me in here. I said, I'm not going back. We can still be friends. No, we're not. Hallelujah. If I see you, I'll speak to you. I'm not mad at you. It just was what it was. I'm not there anymore. I'm not there. I'm not there anymore. I'm not there. I have a resolve. That it served its purpose. I have a resolve in me. That it helped me get where I am. But if I'm going to ever see the beauty of the structure. I must remove the scaffolding. I don't know how well I can ride the bike. Until I get the training wheels. I don't know whether I'm really healed. Until I let go of the crutches. And many of us. We held on to something past its time. It served its purpose. But because we held on to it past its time, it turned on us. Even good milk was spoiled. Come on, somebody. Something that was good. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says Israel went to Egypt because they were hungry and Egypt fed them. But they stayed so long until their presence started to intimidate the Egyptians. Mm. Oh, we love the past. Oh, and the past is beautiful in its position and it's in the right context. But this is the thing about God. God is an eternal God that operates above time and still yet functions with us in time. He's a moving God. A speaking force. It's important for me to say that because a lot of us have built a monument to what was to the point that we're not walking in what is. Mm. Anytime your vernacular is always connected to bishop so-and-so and mother so-and-so. And oh, y'all, if y'all could have been here back in the day, it's nothing wrong with that. Please, it's church anniversary. Pull out the pictures. Light some candles if you want to. But after we memorialize what was, we need to have a conversation about where God has taken us. Hey, glory. We need to honor what was. Come on. Celebrate what is. And we need a vision for what's next. I need you to push somebody to tell them God said next. Anytime God says next, that means it is not your assignment to die in your now. Bible. He's a speaking spirit. The Bible says man should not live. Hope I'm not boring y'all with this. Repetition. I don't have my robe on, but I'll get there in a minute. <laughs> man should not live by bread alone. But every word that what? Proceeded out of the mouth of God. Not proceeded. Proceeded. Because if you there are some people that have killed their promise because they held on to what God said. Hear what I'm saying? Now y'all preachers, y'all follow it me in here. And when I get into this erroneous false doctrine, just jump up and say, shut up! You know, woe be unto you. Right? But let me unpack it, okay? Let me unpack it. You can kill your promise Stand loyal to what God said. Abraham, take Isaac, your only son, and lay him down. Lay him down before me. Yes, Lord. He takes out his knife and gets ready to sacrifice his son because of what God said. But when he got ready to do it, God stopped him and said, hey, I got a ram in the bush. It was just a test. If he would have blocked out what God was saying and only did what God said, he would have killed his promise. And some of us, God is telling me to tell you, look up because I'm giving you some directives for your next season. Keep your ears so close to my lips. Don't be so connected to what you thought I told you to do that you're missing out on what I'm saying now. Oh, I feel the Lord. Oh, I feel the Lord. I need you to send a word down. You'll tell him he's doing something new in my life. He's doing something. I 
feel in my spirit right now. I don't even know why I'm preaching. I'm just obeying God. But I feel in my spirit that God is about to represent some people in this room. Because the people in your city think they know you. The people you grew up with think they know you. The people in your church think they know you. But God says tell them there's some unpacking. There's another wave on the inside of them. God says I'm about to reintroduce you to some people. And I come to tell the 50 of you that will praise them now. You don't have to apologize for what God is about to do. I say you don't have to apologize. You don't have to explain yourself because the truth is you don't have an explanation. But I need you to jump up on your feet right now and shout I'm going with God. I'm going. I don't know. I don't know all the details, but I'm going with God. Y'all be seated. Me asking you to jump up was really just a faith exercise. Because it's going to be like that. It's going to be moments that when God really gets ready to take you into another space, that you're going to have to respond to his voice without all the details. Because God does nothing special in your life out of your space of comfort. I said God does nothing special in your life out of your space of comfort. He would disrupt your comfort to bring you into something, something new. Hallelujah. He'll he'll disrupt your comfort. Hallelujah. Lay hands on your chest. Say, God did this to me. He gave you a holy frustration. When there's some people around you, they are satisfied doing the same thing over and over, having the same kind of church service, going to work, coming home. And at your age, you're talking about, you're thinking about going back to school, but you think it would be crazy. At your position, you're thinking about starting a business, but where the money going to come from? But I come to tell somebody in this room, do everything he told you. You ain't got to have all the details. You don't have to have the understanding. You ain't got to have the money. But God is talking to somebody in this room. Somebody Shot. He's doing something new. He's doing. He's doing something new. And we celebrate what was. And we celebrate. We celebrate what was. We celebrate. We celebrate what was, but we don't want to be distracted by what was. The past is to fuel us, not to distract us. It is to remind us of the power of God. And the faithfulness of God. Rehearse the testimonies. Rehearse the testimonies how you got your first house. Rehearse the testimony how you applied for school and you didn't have the money. And, and how the and you didn't you didn't you weren't even available for certain student loans, but but not only did God provide, you end up having a credit. You gotta rehearse, you gotta rehearse. See, some of y'all didn't forgot. You gotta rehearse the testimony because some of y'all in here, y'all looking nice, y'all looking fly, and I celebrate how fly you look. But you need to be honest sometimes when people talk about girl, you sharp, man. I like this suit. You gotta tell them, I remember. I remember convocations. Hallelujah. Well, I didn't have but two suits, maybe, and I had to switch the pieces around to make it look like a different outfit come on you got to be honest when people looking at you thinking you got more than what you got you got to tell them it ain't nothing but favor yes just you think i got it from nostrums but it was tg Ma- tj maxx come on you got to be honest with some people that i went to a thrift store at the right time of day and it happened to be my size let me tell you something when you rehearse the testimony you will realize that the only way you got here it was because of god and just because i don't have the details for the future 
you the same God that brought me out of that I wish I had a help here the same God that made ways the last time somebody shout he'll do it again clap your hands like thunder and praise him Woo. my God he'll do it again he'll do it again and so the Bible talks about through the prophets about how the rock of God the wind, the noom of God will come into the earth. Now, I want to be clear. I believe the Holy Ghost has always been in the earth. Always. Now, y'all stick with me here because I know sometimes in our classical Pentecostal movement, we will teach that the Holy Ghost didn't come until the day of Pentecost. Well, the, the challenge with that is in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, earth was our form and void. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon, oh, come on. Even in chaos, the Spirit was moving. Hallelujah. Even in darkness, the Spirit was moving. I got an issue with people that feel like they can't feel the Holy Ghost if it ain't the right instruments playing, if it ain't the right worship leader singing. And if that favorite preacher ain't preaching, they can't feel it. But the kind of Holy Ghost I got, my God. Hallelujah. I take a tambourine by myself. Give me a washboard. Give me a spoon. Come on, somebody. I don't have to have the aesthetics of church. All I need is a memory. If God let me Keep my mind, I'll always praise him. When I think of the devotion of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, soul cries out. So, do I got a witness in here that you can put together a praise without a praise team? Do I have anybody that you can put together a praise without an organ? I got my memory. So the Spirit of the Lord don't need all the aesthetics that you need. In order to move. Hallelujah. As, as, as believers, we're not thermometers. We're thermostats. We come in rooms and we shift the atmosphere. Hey, my God. I tell preachers all the time, I said, don't get up before me. I've had, as I travel, I've had some people get up and say, oh, no. We ain't going to bring up the preacher until we set this atmosphere. We got to set down and say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I got my part. Because really sometimes when we talk about setting the atmosphere, it's really not for God. It ain't setting the atmosphere for God. It's about setting the stage for ourselves. God, God is going to move. It just may not happen while you got the microphone. So you must be willing to get out of the way. What if you call to be John the Baptist? Your assignment is to prepare the way. If you call to do the announcements, do the announcements. If you've been asked to pray, do pray. Now if God step in, he steps in. But let me tell you something. You can't make God do nothing. You're not going to use God to make you look good. God going to use you to get the glory. Oh, we're not moving. We're not moving. Yes, we need you to move. Spirit of the Lord don't need these aesthetics. The Lord was always moving all through the Old Testament, through his prophets. But there's a specific prophecy that comes through the mind of prophets. Haggai was prophesying. Joel was prophesying. It's something that some of these latter day prophecies that we even look forward to in eschatology came out of a category of prophets we call minor. Whoo, my God. Minor prophet. Uh, sister, will you raise your hand? Just raise both of your hands. When I look at you tonight, 
I see you standing in the midst of some other women. You are postured among the daughters of Zelophehad. Hear me. The Lord says, tell her she will not miss her inheritance. I need you to know it. You will not miss. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and I hear the Lord tonight. The, the, The Lord interrupted my message to tell you this. There are moments in our lives where we feel like we've always done everything that was needed and tried to follow the path that everybody wanted us to follow and always be faithful in serving. But what some people don't know, there are moments in the undercurrent of our soul that it makes us wonder, did I be so faithful to other people's expectation that I missed some opportunities I wanted for myself? But God says, tell her tonight hey, that what I have for her is not set back, it's preserved. Hey. If she got 50 people that will praise him, go ahead and praise like I'm about to check some of y'all because some of y'all are a little tense because you have a spirit of jealousy on you. But if you want to see the people in your in this room that's connected to you, bless. I need you real quickly to get to three people and tell them you didn't miss it. You didn't miss it. You did. I'll be seated. I'm almost there. These strong words of prophecy are coming from a group of prophets that's called minor prophets. Hallelujah. I need you to lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder and tell him something major is coming from minor spaces. Something major. I feel it in the whole. Something major is about to break out in you. Some of you have felt overlooked and forgotten, but lay hands on your own belly. Shout, something major is about to come out of me. The reason why I shout like I shout is because I'm working on something. I need a section. I just need one good section to talk to. Tell your neighbor, I'm working on something major. You may think I'm minor. You may think my ministry is minor. But we're working on something major. We're working on something major. Hey, I'm sorry. I felt the masha. I ain't got a post-it to possess it, but I'm working on something. Oh, oh. send the word down your tell him I'm working on something. I need somebody in this room to know what you're working on is getting ready to set up the next three generations of your family. Oh, oh. I said the next three generations. The next three generations. The next. Y'all be seated. Y'all standing up like you're expecting something. 
All right. I'm telling you. And what are these what are these minor prophets discussing? They're discussing in their prophecies. Y'all be seated, please. Be seated. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, water came. All right. Y'all know I preach all of that. I believe in that. The prophecies are about how the wind of God or the spirit of God is going to come into the earth. As a matter of fact, there's a prophecy that says the reign of the latter house will be greater than the former. And we know that um, through conquering, Solomon's temple had been destroyed. I mean, Solomon's temple, the one that you could not duplicate to this day. You know, we have a we have a ramp church in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And if you look this online in Brazil, there is a word of faith church that has duplicated to their best ability Solomon's temple. And even in American dollars, it costs millions of dollars for them to put it together. But they don't have all the gold that Solomon's temple had. We're not rich enough to duplicate Solomon's temple. Hold they had the best of wood and, 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 and people who could build things. Not just Jews and Israelites. They went and got the best of everybody to build this temple. Wow. To the point at the, at the dedication of the temple. Huh, the Bible says smoke came in the room. And there was a shaking. So much that the ministers, y'all come on, help me, preachers, couldn't even stand to minister. And then the people watched that temple destroyed. Pieces taken to places all over the Babylonian, Assyrian empires. Some pieces ended up in Ethiopia among the Tigrayan people. Our temple is gone. To the point the scripture says that they went and they sat by that river of Babylon. And they said, why don't y'all sing one of y'all's Zion church songs? And they said, what are you talking about? How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? They says, if we forget Jerusalem, let our tongues cleave to the roof of our mouths. Because the temple was the center of worship. But there's a prophecy that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. And God uses Zerubbabel. God uses Nehemiah. God uses Ezra. And they start saying, come back to Jerusalem. We're going to rebuild the temple. And the temple got rebuilt. And at the dedication of that temple, the people came together. The musicians came together for dedication. They had their church good garments on. Good hats and, and suits. But the dedication of the temple. And the Bible says that when the people showed up, the young people were like, wow, look what we did. And the older saints was like, 
It was a mixed sale. And this is what we have in church. This is what we have in culture. We have a mixed sale. People who are excited about where we're going. And another remnant says, this is nothing like the temple we saw. Hmm. This ain't Solomon. This ain't nothing like Solomon's temple. And the prophecy said that the reign of the latter house would be greater. When they dedicated this temple, there was no smoke. There was no shaking. And the ministers could minister. So how is this glory greater? Mm, Glory be to God. I come to tell somebody that you're looking at one of your greatest seasons. You just don't recognize it. Some of you, your greatest moment has been introduced to you in a form of a challenge. And you're so much in your head and you're so much in your feelings. You're looking at it as warfare when God said it's opportunity. If it is warfare, that's because there's a treasure connected to it. There would not be a battle if there were no spoil. How is it greater? I'm closing now. How is it greater? I tell you how it's greater. Because in at the turn of the the timeline, that temple who became became Herod's temple. Hmm, that first temple had gold and smoke, but that new temple didn't have no smoke. But it's the temple that Jesus walked into. Jesus is the greater glory. Oh, okay, all right. I know there was too much. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you can have the smoke. You can have the titles. You can have the positions. Come on, you can get all of that stuff. You can keep it. I want Jesus. At the end of the day, Jesus is the greater glory. Hey, Elder Cliff, how you doing? Jesus is the greater glory. And so many of us, we want to recreate the past. But I declare to you, firstborn church, and to those who are eavesdropping and those who are watching online. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. But will you recognize it? Shall ye not know? He said it's going to spring forth. I need about 50 prophetic people. And I want you to grab somebody by the hand and tell them get ready for the suddenly. That's going to be a suddenly that's getting ready to hit your life. It's going to happen so quickly. It's going to make your head spin. It's going to be one thing on the heel of another. I come to tell about several of you who've gone through one season after another season after another season where it seems like you can't catch your breath. God says your next season is going to be just like that. I'm going to fix it where it's going to be one blessing after another blessing one miracle after another miracle God says I'm going to bless you in such a way that it's going to embarrass you God said I'm going to be opening doors so quickly that you're not going to be able to explain he says I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive I need you to push somebody on your road tell them I told you I told you everything connected to me is going to be blessed because what God
God is getting ready to put on my life is bigger than what I can handle by myself. I need a hundred of you to open up your mouth and begin to shout for the overflow. I said shout for the overflow. We've seen, we've seen the move of God in times past. When Joel said, in the last day, said God, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. I could imagine after hearing these prophecies uh, that the apostles were discouraged because what they had their hope in, they watched it die. But the Bible declared that after three days, the same Jesus that they crucified, they asked the disciples, why, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He looked at them after being with them for 40 days, showing them infallible proofs that it is me. He said, look at my hands and look where the nails were. He said, look at my feet and see where the nails were. He held up his side. Look at my side and look where they pierced me. Somebody shot the same Jesus. He said, I got to go from here. They said, oh, don't leave us. He says, I won't leave you comfortless, but I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. He said, go go to Jerusalem and stay there until I empower you with power from on high because he says after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you you're going to have power to be witnesses under me in Jerusalem in Judea in Samaria to the uttermost parts of the world I want you to pull on your neighbor say neighbor I don't want performance I want power I don't have to have position but I want power cause the Bible declared that in the last days they will have a form of godliness y'all help me preach here but denying the power thereof tell somebody say somebody I want power power with God I don't have to be somebody's favorite preacher I don't have to be somebody's favorite singer but I want power to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover I want power to declare this gospel and watch souls save so they win so they went they went to Jerusalem and the Bible said they tarry there they begin to toil in prayer and the scripture said and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all in one place with one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven I want you to grab somebody by the hand and said 
neighbor don't lose the sound there's a sound of holiness don't lose the sound there's a sound of Pentecost don't lose the sound sound of revival don't lose the sound come on tell somebody don't lose it don't lose the sound and the scripture declares they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance 3,000 were added when 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 the Torah came 3,000 died when the law came 3,000 died when the Pentateuch came 3,000 died but when the Spirit came 3,000 were saved for the letter killeth but the Spirit bringeth life tell your neighbor I thank God for the Holy Ghost oh, y'all didn't say it y'all didn't say it come on tell somebody I thank God for the Holy Ghost I know he filled me sometimes we're confused with church folk the way they live and the way they treat one another but I got a revelation that everybody they got a holy dance don't have the Holy Ghost that some people got a holy song but they don't have the Holy Ghost tell somebody you need you need the Holy Ghost I can't live right until you sin it I can't treat folks right until you sin the Holy Ghost somebody throw up your hands and say thank you for the Holy Ghost thank you for your spirit thank you and the Holy Ghost came and it filled them and they went throughout the earth but according to church history the church then went into a dark season after the death of the apostles and, 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 and their students and those who came after them that we went through dark ages but I want to lift to you that there's been no generation without a Holy Ghost witness hey I said there's no generation God has always had a witness and the Bible says and the Bible says he says he says there's, there's another wave he says he, he began to declare there's a there's a rain that's coming he says he said I'm gonna pour out my spirit upon all flesh but he says I'm gonna give the first rain moderately hallelujah oh but the latter rain is gonna be stronger had I, it happened around 1906 hallelujah in Los Angeles California when a black man named William Seymour went to Bonnie Bray Street and had a prayer meeting until the porch collapsed and the neighbors thought the house was on fire and people who had never spoken tongues before they began to speak with tongues until the revival could not be contained to the people's house so they went over to another street called Azusa Street and for over three years the power of revival fell in that place and I'm thankful for 
Florence Crawford and uh, William Seymour uh, and the Parapioneers of Pentecost. Uh, but my message tonight uh, is not a history lesson. Uh, my lesson tonight uh, is not about what was. Uh, I come to declare to you uh, that there's another wave coming. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, I may not be talking to everybody, uh, but there's somebody in this room. Uh, there's something in your spirit uh, that said we can't die here. Uh, we can't keep going through uh, the same routine of church. Uh, prophesy to somebody uh, and tell them there's another wave coming. God used the mothers. Uh, God used the fathers. Uh, but he's raising up uh, another generation. Uh, this is the generation uh, that will seek thee. Uh, that will seek thy face. Uh, oh Jacob, uh, lift up your head. Uh, oh ye gates. Uh, and be lifted up the everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your head lift up your head lift up your head Somebody shout another wave is coming Another wave is coming And there shall be Miracles Signs And wonders Run over to somebody And tell them prepare prepare Miracle Signs And wonders Come on tell one more person prepare prepare Miracle Signs and wonders get ready everybody won't see it but there's a remnant there's a people with the holy frustration I want to see the Bible I want to see the scriptures I want to see the word made manifest lay hands on somebody's shoulder tell them prepare yourself you're not finished you're not finished you don't get to resign you don't get to quit there's a healing anointing in your hands there's a prophecy in your mouth there's a gift in your belly you don't get to quit there's another way there's another way there's another way get out of your seat and tell somebody God didn't lie when he called you he didn't lie he ain't changed his mind you still gotta do it you still gotta preach you still gotta prophesy you still got to build time is gone by but my time is in his hand Jeremiah before I form you in your mother's womb I already knew you you're already ordained tell somebody already ordained already verified already confirmed I'm trying to catch up with what he already said and I There's another wave. It's been quiet, but another wave. It's been still, but another wave. It's been different, another wave. Ah, don't 
shout for what's coming. Shout. Shout for what's coming. Oh. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. I pray today's message has been a blessing to you and that you've been expanded, increased, and you've been given the desire to walk even closer to God. If you've really been blessed by today's message, I want you to consider partnering with me that I can continue to get our quality content, inspirational, motivational, and gospel messages because we know it's through the foolishness of preaching that souls are saved. When you partner with us, you're helping us spread the word of God, not just domestically, but internationally all over the world. And so remember today as you sow, that even though the money or the gift may leave your hand, it will never leave your life because you're partnering with something that's greater than you. We want to hear from you. If you've been blessed by our ministry, we'd like to get your messages. Send us an email. Uh, follow us on social media and take this opportunity to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Remember, I know what it feels like to cry till you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up. Keep